This is Before the Light Goes Out with Catherine Williams. Dan Wilson, known by his stage name Withered Hand, is an Edinburgh-based indie rock musician. His first album, Good News, was released in 2009. His second album, New Gods, was released in 2014, both here and in the US. He's toured with James Yorkston, Frightened Rabbit, Rosie Plains, King Creosote. Mark Riley, named Withered Hand, one of his favourite artists of all time, has had him perform sessions on Six Music regularly. Welcome, Dan. Hello. Yeah, that is funny hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of weird because I do that in front of everyone before the show starts and it just feels like I'm I'm licking everyone before I start asking them questions. Anyway, I'm going to cut that out definitely. So how did you sleep last night? Oh, mm, not very well. <laughs> Why is that? Because I'm sleeping in a bed that's too small. We've got house guests, so we've decamped to uh, to my daughter's old room, and uh, it's not really a double bed, you know. So we're we're finding uh, there's not enough mattress to go around. <laughs> so I'm actually pumping up an air mattress, like like right now. While we're talking. Well, not well, no, but I well, kind of. Look, <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. That's the pump. That's the pump. Look, <laughs> for real. Can you see it? I can see it. It's one of those blue ones. In the morning, it's going to be all like that, and I'll be, like, you know, virtually lying on the floor again. But it's worth it for the few hours of, you know, cushioning. So it's just been... Bad sleep has this been for a few days? Yeah, it has. It has, actually. I'm noticing a general kind of... I used to just have bad or no sleep all the time through uh, elective, you know, like I used to elect to have bad or no sleep all the time. And now, like, in the last couple of years, you know, like, I've been valuing sleep. And so when I don't have it, you know, it can be quite triggery. don't know if you find that. It takes the shine off things. Yeah, I had a couple of really bad nights. I hurt my neck and I had a couple of really bad nights sleep and I forgot how how sort of fuzzy you can feel in the morning. And it's, it's like you're trying to clean the windscreen, but the fog keeps coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does take the shine off things a bit. Yeah. So uh, my next question is normally, where are you sleeping tonight? So are you going to try and sleep in the other bed and then decamp to that one if it doesn't work, or are you...? No, that, that, was, what, that was what I was doing, but I was like, you know, I was kind of like just staying in the bed at all costs, you know? even though I should have decamped. Um, but I, instead, um, I'm putting this... Once I've finished pumping this up... <laughs> it's going back down. Once I've finished pumping it up, I'll, uh, you know, put it in the room where, where my wife is, you know, where we're sleeping together. So I'll be like a sort of little, you know, creature... Yeah, like a little dog curled up in the, on a thing at the end of a bed... So, so I don't want to leave the room, I think is what I'm getting at. I want to stay in the room. Yeah, because, you know, leaving the room is... It's kind of reminds me of, like, you know, having an argument and waking up on the couch type stuff, which is not good for, for me. So it's literally just that the bed is too small and you don't want it to be misread as anything but that. It's like this bed, this bed ain't big enough for the both of us type thing. <laughs> But I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the whole, you know, the whole um, 
The environment. I'm staying I'm staying in the environment. But that's good. Where's yeah. the strangest place you've slept? Strangest? Mm. Underneath the turn t- the DJ booth in the Lexington in London. <laughs> why was that? I was just com I mean I why or when? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Well either of those questions would do. Um yeah, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'm sure my bandmates would be able to tell me. I was just passed out and drunk. I was asleep for quite a while um, before someone, uh, you know, put me in a taxi type thing. So that's the weirdest... Well, I mean, it is quite noisy. It was completely noisy. And someone... <laughs> uh, but I, I think I just lost my connection to Earth. <laughs> So I, I'm trying to think if there's another place that isn't so linked to to um, being, like, you know, inebriate, inebriated. Can't think, because I'm not, like, a good sleeper. Like, if I'm in motion, you know, I don't sleep. So you know people who can, like, conk out in a vehicle? Yeah. Like, um, or, you know, on an aeroplane or whatever. Like, that's that's been, a, that's been mostly, a, like, tricky, because, you know, travelling used to be... used to be f- quite a bit of travelling for me, and... Um, I was always, like, the guy, the wide-eyed guy who's been asleep while everyone else has been, like... Resting. <laughs> rotating, resting, and I'd just be getting more and more, like, pie-eyed, like, ah, you know, just going nuts. And why is that? Do you think it was associated with, like, the nerves of travel, or...? I think it's... When I was a kid, I definitely... It was the same. I, could, I couldn't... I, could, I didn't feel safe, so I never fell asleep... I didn't really find it easy to fall asleep, I guess. You didn't feel safe in cars or just in general? <laughs> Is this counselling? No, I'm just asking because <laughs> I was just, I just wanted to like find out what you meant by I didn't feel safe so I didn't sleep. I was thinking, is that, does he mean like physically, did you sleep well as a child? I used to find it hard to get to sleep. But I, I think, I think it's, I think it's also the kind of mixture of, I, I think I was afraid, but I used to tell myself that I didn't want to miss anything. You know, I don't want to miss anything that's going to happen. Yeah. Like you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. Like usually nothing, but I, I don't want to miss it, whatever it is. Even if it's nothing. So I just wouldn't be able to let go. I think it's about letting go. Letting go into sleep. Yeah, it's that. It's that thing. It's weird because I, I was going to say it's a lot easier than it used to be. But but there's every now and again, you know, like I get something, a particular environment will set me off, man, and I won't sleep, like, for the whole night. Like, recently, a holiday in the Highlands, like, a couple of weeks, like, ten days ago or something. There was one whole night that I didn't really sleep until it was quite light outside. Why was that? Because I had to be, like, you know, on guard. <laughs> oh, was it like a dark cottage in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, totally. That, sh- that should have been idyllic, but was actually some sort of horror film in your head. Exactly that. Yeah, that's, that's happened a few times in my life. It's exactly that. But it was, it was completely crazy, because nothing happened. Obviously, uh, you know, nothing happened, and... And I and the other two nights I was there, I, I I kind of had to talk to myself before bed and managed to get to a, a better place and slept really well actually. <laughs> but on the but I'd already kind of done 
you know, kicked myself in with a night of no sleep and was catching up, really. But I was so, man, I was like, see, when I let, when I went downstairs, like, in the middle of the night, oh, God, I don't know when it was, like, two in the morning or three or half three or something. When I walked, there was, it had a big glass um, front, the, the cottage, and you could see, you know, the darkness was all around you, and people could see in, but you could kind of couldn't see anything out there in the dark. I say people, there was no one there, right, for my, well, you know, probably. And um, when I walked across that bit, because also the, sh- the, the shutters wouldn't come down, they were sort of jammed. When I walked across to the toilet, across that bit that you could have possibly seen in, I was, like, strutting like a kind of, like, some kind of, like... Like I was, like, a weightlifter walking to lift up a big weight, just in case. I was, like, I was like, it was like Liam Gallagher walking on stage, like, here we go, you know, and then, and then I went into the toilet, which, like, you could kind of... Yeah, it was a really compact cottage, and then I was, like, in the loo going... Oh, I hope that put them off if they saw that. And I, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, having a pee, like, thinking, if they bust in here now, I'll, I'm still ready. I'm just going to pee everywhere. I don't care. Like, so these are the things that are happening in my mind that are stopping me sleeping. If I watch anything remotely scary, even Miss Marple... <laughs> Miss Marple? <laughs> Midsummer Murders or something. It's funny what can do it. I then need Neil to stand at the bottom of the stairs to watch me go up to the toilet in case somebody is waiting at the top it's just a terrible vivid imagination that is quite embarrassing but you know we have this imagination we should be proud of it you know that's interesting because you know that hyperactive well yeah in some instances hyperactive imagination when now I start to see that how how that's been in my life like, I see it everywhere. Like, and sometimes it's a blessing, but mo- but often it's a curse. If it gets, like, um, you know, like, tethered to fear, it's like creating your own hell. I have tendency to paranoidly think that I know what everyone else is thinking, and it's just, like, <laughs> often my imagination. And, like, I'll have an argument in my mind, and it'll all be quiet or something, and I'll have worked out in my head exactly what he's being quiet about. Yeah. And then I'll sort of... I'll get really narky with him. I can relate to that. And then he'll be like, oh, I'm just... I'm not really thinking of anything and I'm not upset and I'll have just revved myself up into a terrible state. Yeah, I can. I really can understand that and relate to it. Mm. Do you prefer sleeping alone or with someone? Hmm. I think I sleep better on my own. I used to think this was really controversial information that I wouldn't share with anyone. But I think experience has shown me that I, I sleep better on my own. And probably, actually, you know, anyone who... Probably, you know, if you were trying to sleep in the same room as me, because I'm, I'm like a snorer, it probably is the same story for, for the, you know, for my wife as well. She wouldn't... I don't know. I mean, she, she seems to think that the, the white noise of me snoring is, like, comforting, like a, you know, like how those... A whale song. Yeah, like, <laughs> probably... Whale song is probably a very kind, kind analogy for my snoring. Yeah, I've I've been away on tour before and been meant to be sharing a space communally and woken up, this was on a Scottish island, like, in a, you know, a few years ago, woken up and thought, wow, that's weird, everyone's up so early. And then as I left the farmhouse and started walking through the building, I saw people sprawled out on all different... Soft furnishings, you know, where they'd <laughs> decamped during the night in in horror. 
<laughs> so, so honestly, yeah, I think I think I sleep better on my own in terms of quality of sleep. But for me, that's there's a there's a trade-off that's worth making with like being sharing an intimate space. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my next question is spoon, cuddle, or space. Ooh, these are so good. Spoon, cuddle, or space. I think. Sp- I think all of them, all of them, but in succession. So, so my my um, my recipe from from that is cuddle, spoon, space. Yeah. So, like space, turn, sleep. Can you sleep in a cuddle or a spoon? In the past, I have done yes, but not for a while. I think I used to have a higher tolerance for waking up with a dead arm. Like I like I I used to kind of think that I need the the best way to sleep in in a sort of fantasy romantic sort of fantasy is is with one arm out like a wing you know yeah and then, and then like my partner coiled in in my arm but it's really hopelessly impractical. I was just going to say honesty creeps in over the years. <laughs> you can sort of admit these failings in yourself and say you know I know it's not Hollywood but yeah. can you just. Can you just face the other way, not even touch me while I turn over? Because <laughs> I really want to listen to this podcast for <laughs> half an hour, but I do love you. <laughs> That's great. Because it's like, it's like almost just, I think, she's going to really love having her face pushed into my armpit, you know? <laughs> oh, it turns out it's probably not true. I want to cut that little bit and then have it as a as a gif. She's going to want to have a face in my armpit. I think I must <laughs> have seen a movie, you know, where people fell asleep like that. And I thought, oh, man, that's cool. When I grow up and get a girlfriend, I want to fall asleep like that. You know? But instead, I find myself, like, lying, like, wide-eyed in the dark, waiting for someone to smash the door in, in, in a remote cottage... And getting up and looking through the Velux window every ten minutes, waking her, waking her up, <laughs> shitting myself. <laughs> oh, so funny. So, do you sleep through? Actually, you know, like recently, I think I'm getting to that age where I have like a halfway pee, like a half-time pee break. I've heard it's like a universally acknowledged thing. As you get older, I've started to 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 use that as well. That's good. It's helped. It's helpful. I get up in the night for a wee and I'm not a man, but I quite enjoy those moments when I wake up and go, oh, I need a wee. I don't... Do you wake up properly or not? When I get back in the bed, I'm sort of kind of really pleased with myself. That you didn't pee the bed. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know this was about nocturnal urination, this podcast. I wanted that to be the title, but... um, Someone said I wouldn't get many sponsors that way. It's not catchy. No. What keeps you up at night? Is it thoughts or...? Anxiety does. Anxiety does, yeah. I think anxiety does. But sometimes it can be, like, creative... It can be, like, just the gears haven't slowed down in my mind. I think this also goes back to being a kid, you know, and, like, thinking, I'm missing out on something if I go to sleep. But I'm probably just missing out on me being really tired, like trying to read a book and going over the same paragraph again and again and again and going like, oh, I should have gone to sleep, you know? Do you have quiet or noise, books, chat or... Do you 
podcasts or music. Can you listen to music? I sleep with my phone in a different room. So, like, my... my um, I think my bedtime routine is different in the last few years than it has been. Well, I didn't have a routine. So I actually have a kind of routine now of sorts, and it doesn't... Yeah, I've been through all the different... I've been through various different things of, like, trying to listen to, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> you know, like, um, relaxing music or, like... Even those kind of frequency... Have you seen those, like, solfeggio frequency? They're just, like, these big hum, humming noises. They're kind of, like, vibrational sound things. And I went through a, a while of listening to those as well before bed. But I think the best is just, like... It's just giving in, really, and going to... And actually just going and turning the light out and going to sleep. It's really hard for me. And the other thing that I really have been really practising is going to bed at exactly the same time as my wife. That's been like a... That's been like a recent... Um, well, you know, in the last couple of years, I've been really enjoying doing that. Yeah, my, my sleep's been really disordered over the years. I'm really trying to make that not the case anymore. Is the going to sleep at the same time as your wife, that's about connection and togetherness, or is it...? Yeah, it, it is. Or is it that she's like, she knows what's right and what time to go to bed? Oh, she does. She's like really... She's really got it, man. She's like... she's She's got... You know, we both have like you know the blind spots with some of this stuff, but she's 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 much she's ahead of me on the sleep and self care cycle. You know, she's she's ahead of me, so I need to look and think. Ah, she's really tired and she's going to bed, but I, I would just think, oh, I'm really tired. Everything's moving really slowly, and I don't feel so good. And uh, but then I won't think I should go to sleep. <laughs> I just feel like. Oh, maybe I should cook some noodles, you know, or some mad daft idea at, like, two in the morning. Teenage. It's all the stuff I, met, you know, finding myself saying to my son, no, no, don't be doing that at 1am, you know. If I don't follow my wife's example, I'm doing that. Thank God for her. So do you write or work better in the daytime or at night, and has that changed over the years? Um, I used to think that I had to be in a kind of stupor to work, you know, of all different types. But basically thought I had to have some kind of like, you know, be like walking wounded. I need to be like in a stupor. I won't get the good stuff. But I found that that was really just an excuse for living terribly and being a, an asshole. So like, I, <laughs> so I'm trying to remedy that. And so in the last... Uh, yeah, so 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 now I could say, well, I I I work equally well, you know, in the, in the, in the morning or in the quiet time. In the quiet time, there's a quiet time in the evening, you know, after after the day's kind of like drama is done, and there's also a quiet time in the early morning. Actually, now now I'm re realizing, yeah, there's a quiet time in the early morning. I know this isn't practical in summer, right? But I do like to see the sun come up. And in the winter, that's quite, it's quite achievable. I mean, I'd never even knew that was going on, you know? You mean the sun coming up? It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like, <laughs> the sky is gold. You know, what's, it's a nuclear explosion or something. Because I, I was really not, not living that way around for a long time. So I find getting up really early and having a little bit of quiet time in the morning 
is very beneficial. And also there's a sweet spot in the evening. Um, but I, I really have to watch so that I, you know, that I'm actually kind of like working and not just like hiding. This early morning and early to bed, is this a new you that's developed over the last few years? Yeah, two, about two and a half years, I think. Less than three years, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's part and parcel of some rudimentary self-care, some, like, sort of, like, small personal growth and recovery stuff. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. This is my last question. I hope it's not been too painful. No, it's great. I love it. I love speaking to you. No, I do, always. Can you remember a lullaby or a song or a book that sent you to sleep as a child? Hmm. Yeah, I think we we used to... Um, I don't really remember any lullabies or songs, but I do remember my father used to read to me. He used to read to us, me and my sister, because sometimes we would share a room. Mostly we'd, we would be sharing a room, and his voice was so, like... It was so unusual to hear his voice gentle, like reading... Because also he's dyslexic, so reading is really not not easy for him. It was the one time where I can remember his voice would be gentle and low and kind of like loving, right? And it was... I'm just remembering how strange that was and how how he would sort of stumble through the words and, and it would be very sort of sonorous, you know, like have a certain resonance, his voice. And I'd find that so... I found that re- very powerful when I was a kid and he but he used to often the book I used to like him reading us was called I think it was called Days of Frog and Toad do you know this these books I do know Frog and Toad Frog and Toad yeah they're so good I've actually got them I think it's Arnold Lobel that's it he also wrote Owl at Home which is my favorite kids book because uh, oh. there's an episode, well, there's one little story in it which is called Tear Water Tea, which explains my job of songwriting better than anything else. Wow. <laughs> I'll send you it. I love it. So those stories really, I loved them because they were sort of whimsical but also had emotion in them. And it was really about these two mismatch- slightly mismatched friends and how they used to misunderstand each other and always, it would always, it wouldn't really resolve sometimes, but they would just be together. He's a brilliant writer, Arnold Lobel. I don't really know anyone else who's into it, but we we got into it and then bought everything that he's ever done. Mm. And he's got a sort of strange kind of gentle, skew-whiff way of looking. Wist, wistful. Yeah, wistful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also sometimes they used to make me laugh. The, the illustrations, you know, like, would would make me laugh. Now, that's nice to be reminded of that, because I, I was going to say, oh, I can't really remember any lullabies or bedtime stories, but, but it was, I remember it was my father reading to us out loud, and that was so unusual. It was a really unusual thing that would happen when I was trying to be really present with my own children, which was always a kind of... You know, everyone aspires to it, to that, I think. But but I used to find it sometimes difficult. But, but when I was reading a bedtime story, I would feel like I was trying to channel that feeling that I had as a kid as well. That's really lovely. Yeah, thanks. That's nice to remember. I would like to say 
I hope you have a fantastic <laughs> sleep on a bed that doesn't deflate tonight. And thanks for coming on my podcast. Oh, thanks Dan. for having me, Kath. Great questions. I'll get back to pumping this up. Listen, to, it's so noisy, this thing. <laughs> so I don't want to do that, right, at night time, in case my in-laws who are staying hear that coming from my room. It's such a crazy sound. So I'm going to do it, you know, like after we finish chatting. Yeah, OK. Dan Wilson. Thanks, Kath. Bye. She's going to really love having her face pushed into my armpit. love having her face pushed into my armpit. She's gonna really love having her face pushed into my armpit.